From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, August 27th. I'm Marco Werman. U.S. helicopters are delivering aid to flood victims in Pakistan. We speak with a reporter who went along on a mission today. Also, as a teenager in 1986, Jeff Henningsen called for an end to the Cold War. He got lots of letters of support from young Russians. Now he's trying to get in touch again. Only one person uh, had written in English, and uh, and she had left a phone number. Um, and I just decided, what the heck, I'll, I'll give this number a try. And she, she answered on the second ring. First, this news. BBC News with Gaynor Howells. The US Federal Reserve says it's ready to take further action to boost America's economic growth, after new figures showed it was much weaker than forecast. The economy grew at an annual rate of 1.6%, almost 1% lower than the government's first estimate. Here's Paul Adams. The latest growth figures are not quite as bad as everyone expected, but they still make grim reading. Speaking at an annual gathering of central bankers in Wyoming, the Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke admitted there was still a long way to go. But he gave his clearest indication yet that if the economy continues to slow, he'll consider another major purchase of debt or mortgage securities, which could stimulate activity but would add to the country's already enormous deficit. The International Criminal Court has reported Kenya to the UN Security Council after the Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir attended the signing of a new Kenyan constitution in Nairobi. President Bashir is wanted on charges of war crimes and genocide in Darfur and states, including Kenya, are required to arrest him if he visits. However, the African Union, of which Kenya is also a member, has instructed its members not to apprehend him. The European Union has strongly criticised Kenya for failing to arrest President Bashir. The United Nations says fresh flooding in southern Pakistan has displaced almost a million people in the past 48 hours. In one town in Sindh province, tens of thousands have been forced to flee after the swollen Indus River burst its banks. Aid is getting through to some, but for many the situation is still desperate. Shoaib Hassan reports from Islamabad. Pakistan's army and international humanitarian agencies have been airlifting food supplies to sustain them till road links are restored. That may take several weeks, as entire highways have been washed away by the Indus River. Not all the supplies get to those in need. Fights are common over the food that is delivered. Pakistan's government has already said the need for food supplies has increased far beyond the initial forecast. Officials say thousands of people will starve to death if the aid does not materialise. France has angrily dismissed a United Nations report calling for an end to what it described as the collective deportation of Roma people. The French European Affairs Minister, Pierre Lelouch, said the report by the UN's Anti-Racism Committee had been excessive and caricatured and had contained numerous factual errors. The committee said some Roma, flown out of France in recent weeks, hadn't been fully informed of their rights, nor had they freely agreed to leave. Pierre-Richard Prosper is the vice-chairman of the committee. A state has a right and a responsibility to deal with security issues and issues of immigration and illegal immigration. But our view is, is when you're doing so, it should not be on a collective basis. World News from the BBC. 
The United Nations Committee on Racial Discrimination has expressed concern over what it called embedded discrimination in Australia. It said Australia's indigenous people suffer.